Welcome to I'm That Chick Podcast with Elder Patrice Craig Green. This is going to be an uplifting, teaching, impartation, empowerment, and more. Come experience a movement with a purpose tailored just for you. I'm That Chick with Patrice. Good evening and welcome to the podcast. I'm That Chick. I'm your host, Patrice Craig Green, and we are excited today. We have a topic that everybody is talking about on the streets, and we want to bring someone that is an expert in this field. Field, someone that I truly admire, somebody that's not only anointed but appointed for this type of situation. Today, we're going to talk about mental health, and I'm excited because when I was trying to research to get some questions, I got so discombobulated, I just threw the paper out the window and said, I'm going to ask one question and hand the mic. <laughs> Today, we are honored to have, and I'm not going to use the church term, but I'm going to use the business term Dr. Ron Flack Jr. Because yes, I didn't know you were a junior, sir. So I, I apologize I for not putting that. I don't even think I had that on the flyer. It's, it's okay. But I have him here to come because when I called him and asked him, he gave me his credentials. And when you were giving me the credentials, I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. But before we go any further, we also want to let everybody know that here in the uh, the studio we have his elegant, lovely wife with him. Ooh. The dynamic duel done come to the studio to bless us. Indeed. So when Indeed. we talk about mental health, that's part of it. Because when a man has a good woman beside him, that yes, cuts ma'am. through some of the muck of the world to come home yes. and have peace yes, in the house. Without so we also doubt. have Lady, Lady Erica. We call her affectionately Lady E for excellent, extraordinary. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Is Exuberant start with an E? Okay, good, good, good. good. Epitome, all yes. of that, all of that. Yes, ma'am. She is definitely, I'm that chick, okay? Doubt doubt. She is definitely an honoree of the group, sitting here looking very nice and elegant, and we thank you for coming. More than that, like I told you a few minutes ago, lady, we thank you for sharing your husband with us. And when I sent out the call, he said yes, and I was so ecstatic that you would come and talk to us, not in the church, but outside about mental health because so many times people don't realize that topics need to be really pushed in the forefront not only from the pulpit but outside in the streets yes ma'am and since covid has gone on like we discussed i think a lot of my friends even myself have realized that people have issues that they're unaware of Mm -hmm. And when we were talking, you were telling me about the difference, about the medication and everything. I was just like, yeah, we need to talk, or I'm going to let you talk. I'm going <clears> to <throat> take notes. Um, because uh, you made, there was one statement, and I wrote it down, and I should have brought it with me, when you were talking about the bre- behavioral health. Oh, yeah. And with the medicine. Then I asked you about, what was it, ADH? I was talking about that, because that's all I know. But I it's you. so much more. So much more. You know, COVID has brought out more people are saying they're, what is it, uh, narcissists. I don't know if that's part of behavioral health. Um, There were other things. People were shooting at me, and I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to ask questions. I'm just going to let you educate us because education helps relationships. Yes, ma'am. So many relationships have gone down 
during COVID because people all of a sudden realize that they're by themselves. They realize that they're with that one person or that one person cannot take it. It's just so much stuff. So I'm going to hand you the mic. (laughs) I'm going to hand you the mic because what you told me in that five-minute conversation that we had, Dr. Flack, opened my eyes to realize that I am not as knowledgeable as I thought about mental health. Um, everything can't be solved with appeal. Correct. There's, exactly right. You know, there's some people that really need to talk to you. Everything can't be solved. And don't send me any emails. Don't be sending me any messages. <laughs> but everything can't be solved with prayer. Prayer does well, let's help. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about prayer it. Prayer helps. It does. Let's talk about but it. But a lot of times people need more than prayer. And I believe church people along with civilians. Mm-hmm need to be made aware that when someone has a mental health issue, we don't need to wait for it to hit the courthouse or, yes, ma'am. or hit the morgue. We need to catch it in the beginning. Right. Exactly right. So that's my spill. You go ahead. Well, first and foremost, we definitely want to say thank you, and we're honored to be here with you oh, today. You. Um, indeed, it is uh, an indeed honor, and whenever anyone shares their audience with you, yeah. I think it's only befitting to to definitely honor that person, and then those that are also tuning in. It means mm-hmm. a lot, and we're just grateful to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we honor my beloved bride that's also with me. <laughs> we, we, we ride together wherever, um, and most of the time, people are always asking me if I'm by myself. Where is Lady E? So again, we're honored uh, to also have her with us. I think the best place for us to start is let's just start off by creating a good foundation. Mm -hmm. I believe any time it's befitting for us to really create um, a dialogue in a room is to start with redefining some things. Uh, Oftentimes when people hear the word mental health, immediately they think, that there is a problem or something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And we have to normalize the word mental health just as we have normalized um, cardiac issues, Mm -hmm. um, a person that has diabetes, a person that has um, any other issues within their physical body. Uh, Mental health deals with uh, the healthiness of a person's brain. So going through three major parts of what mental health is, mental mm-hmm. health is our emotionalism, mm-hmm. our psychological aspect, and our social well-being. Mm-hmm. Those three areas make up what our mental health is. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, you know, I, I've got to balance the conversation, and okay. please just allow me a little grace to kind of do both. Yes. Uh, but oftentimes we think that mental health is absent of our spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. But actuality, that's, that's a large majority of our spiritual walk, mm-hmm. is our mental health. This is what the Bible tells us that uh, a pastor is the watchman of our souls. Right. Our soul is our will, our intellect, and our emotions. So when a person's will, intellect, and emotions are out of whack, it immediately lets us know either they don't have a pastor mm-hmm. or they're not listening to one. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the fluctuality or the validity of, our, of a healthy mental health has everything to do with where you are in your life emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, psychologically, and then our social well-being. Right. So as it relates to the groups that we are around, the mm-hmm. people who we are 
uh, around and then how we were raised, mm -hmm. what was our culture like. Right. So in an assessment, one of the biggest things that we talk about and one of the things we've added into when we're actually doing couples counseling mm -hmm. is what did your mother and father do when you were younger? Right. Did you see signs of affection? Because mm -hmm. oftentimes when there's no signs of affection, no signs of love, mm -hmm. then more than likely that person, if they haven't learned it in another setting, more than likely they're going to struggle with doing that with a person that they have now saying that they're going to come into covenant with. Mm -hmm. And so those are just a few parameters that we kind of create the basis of what mental health really is. And, of course, mental health can be healthy uh, or it can be not healthy. It, right. it can have disease right. or it can not have disease. Right. And basically everybody's mental health, um, you know, long story short, all of us have had trauma, right. traumatic experiences. Right. Some of us have had trauma and we've normalized trauma. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we think it's normal. The neighborhood that I was raised in, mm -hmm. uh, in the area that I grew up in, hearing gunshots right. is normal. And when you can live near gunshots and then they don't bother you, mm -hmm. that's normalizing trauma. Okay. And that is, in a sense, unhealthy. So <laughs> when, you, when you have family members who you know, fuss, fight, and, right. and, and just tear up everything, right. and it's normal, Normal. then we got to have to evaluate because then when you take that person, put them in another setting, then we have to evaluate that level of mental health. So, <sighs> Okay, you made one point that I know I would like you to really dr of drive course. home. Of course. The mother and father situation because I don't realize, I don't think people realize the importance of uh, while you're raising your children and they leave the home, what happens when they're out in the public sector, then they get in a relationship with someone, and then we have divorce after divorce, divorce. Um, example, I know I was raised in a two-parent home. I saw my mother stay home till she, till my baby sister was out of high school, and I saw my father always take care of things. So mm -hmm. my mindset, and I don't know if Lady E can agree with me, my mindset is the man is supposed to take care of the house, mm -hmm. everything. My mother didn't work. My mother didn't do yard work. My mother didn't put gas in her car. Gotcha. My mother didn't pay any bills. The wow. money that my mother had when she did go to work was put on the children. So... As I've dated, I've known that sometimes men thought I was being spoiled. Got you. I got because you. Because I saw my daddy. That was the expectation. You know what I'm saying? I and never, never in the house did I hear that we were lacking. You know, they never had those conversations. You got see? You. So then as I grew up, we have relationship, marriage, divorce, marriage, divorce. And then I'm sitting here thinking, is it me? But now I sit back and think I saw what my daddy did, and I call him Big Daddy. So when I get married, I expect a Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking, I have been called, nar was it narcissist? I have narcissistic. been called that. You've been called narcissistic? Yes, yes. I would not perceive you as a narcissistic I've person. been called that. I've been called that. Well, I, I think with the narcissism, because it's easy to throw that term out. Yeah. But if you don't know what it really means... Uh -huh. Because people that are intimidated by a person can always say 
that they can perceive a person as narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I'm not narcissistic. I'm just conscious of, of myself, mm-hmm. confident of myself, mm-hmm. but I'm also a humble guy. Mm-hmm. I'll go into any room and be a student, right. but if my name is called and it's time for me to share, mm-hmm. I'm not going to back down from the moment right. because God has given me what he's given me. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I think when you're talking with a person who is uncomfortable with themselves, mm-hmm. they can always perceive someone else mm-hmm. as narcissistic, which in itself is a mental health issue altogether. Right. When you are deflecting mm-hmm. your inabilities to ask questions, because the, the issue wouldn't be that you're narcissistic. Mm-hmm. The question would be is, how did you get to where you are? Can you help me get there? Mm-hmm. But because pride gets in our way, right. we, we don't allow that level of interaction right. to know how to also be an expert and a student in the same room. A lot of people listen to respond, but not to receive. Exactly. And so that's where we have a lot of the unevenness in relationships. Yes, Because we're going to respond, but we're not receiving the communication that you're giving. Exactly right. But getting back to the point, because I was really, when I was thinking about our conversation, because like I said, the 15 minutes we talked, you opened my eyes to a lot. Wow. And I would wow. like you to share with the listeners, because um, we were talking about the medication and you were giving me examples. So I would like you to share that with the listeners because I think a lot of people are not well-versed. Like you said, it's the emotion and so forth. People just think when they say mental health, everybody crazy. Correct. You know, and since COVID, um, it has opened the door because we've seen more commercials doing online therapy, which I'm not really comfortable. I'm, I'm, we need to sit and talk. I'm not okay. doing it online with you. I can't right, do right. it. That's just me. I, understand. I need to lay on the couch. I need you to give me a class, little cup of orange juice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. give me a pillow mm-hmm. and say, trees talk. Okay. And so I've seen that a lot of people, a lot of my friends are going to therapy, which is fine. But when I ask them for what, they don't really have an answer. Hmm. They don't have an answer. I don't know. I mean, and it's been more, more of them since the last two years. Because, you know, we've hit our two-year... Mark in Greensboro with the first COVID case. Correct. With this week. And within the two years, I've had about eight friends that are going to therapy. But like I said, when I asked, there was not a reason. It wasn't like, well, Patrice, I'm having problems. They just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to therapy. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a counselor. Okay. But you're asking them why and they can't tell you why? No. Well. And wait a minute, before you go any further, they quickly okay. say, my therapist says, and I'm just like, is this the new... Um, Has it become a fad? Um, Unfortunately, saying I have a therapist, Mm -hmm. I can see it has become a fad in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. But the reality is I believe every person needs a good pastor and a good therapist. Right, right. Um, That's just me personally. I I think the two worlds balance uh, being a healthy individual, and if you and if you're married, then you need a healthy spouse, mm-hmm. a healthy pastor, mm-hmm. and a healthy therapist, because all three now help you really kind of navigate where mm-hmm. you are. So, getting to the question that you or the comment that you made, when a person is going to sit on someone's couch for help, for assistance to deal with uh, a situation, a matter. Medication comes into play when there's a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. that has happened in their body. 
uh, our bodies is made up of multiple chem- uh, chemicals. Mm. Uh, the brain itself produces serotonin and dopamine. Dopamine is our natural uh, is a natural opioid in our body. It creates uh, the euphoric feeling when we hug our children, hug our spouses, right. love on those that we love. That right. that that fluttery feeling yeah. is our dopamine working correctly what happens is is that certain things can happen to a person's body if i had the answers i'd be a billionaire right now i don't have those answers why they happen um i'm pretty sure but there's so much research that goes into how and Mm -hmm. why but everybody's body is so different right what we do know is is that when our dopamine and our serotonin levels fluctuate it causes abnormalities in our emotions as a result of that um, a a therapist, psychologist, uh, psychiatrist, excuse me, will then um, diagnose that person with whatever disorder they may have. Mm-hmm. And as a intervention of their disorder, they will then also prescribe them some type of uh, antidepressant, mm-hmm. uh, some type of upper uh, or downer if it's needed mm-hmm. to assist them with regulating their bodies mm-hmm. so that they can be functional citizens mm-hmm. uh, and productive individuals. Right. Uh, this usually is accompanied with ongoing therapy. Um, a part of ensuring that the medication is working properly is that I learn new coping skills. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I think that we have failed as a society and even as families that we teach our children and we teach the next generation horrible, horrible coping skills. I think retail therapy is, while I've abused it in my life, is one of the worst uh, um, coping skills because if I'm broke, and I'm having a bad day, and I still go spend more money that I don't have. Now I've put myself in a financial bind. But because that's what I've been learning from everybody else, I go pop a few tags and feel better. The reality is it's still not healthy. So there are certain coping skills that we have taught each other that we have learned within our cultures that have been unhealthy. Another one is eating habits. Mm. Um, And that's one of the biggest ones that have come into play over the last two years. While we had to work from home, most people have the COVID weight. Mm. And uh, that is something that has happened over the last two years. Right. Weights haven't uh, fluctuated, which means, you know, the body has then responded in uh, pains and 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 uh, blood pressure and diabetes. Uh, diabetes yes. and so many other things that have mm-hmm. responded as a result of that. Right. And a lot of people and there's, you know, a few new uh, diagnoses uh, that have come out during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, COVID depression, right. COVID anxiety. Right. Uh, children are experiencing a lot more mm-hmm. where they're going to school after being at home over a period of time mm-hmm. and they can't sit still. They're antsy. Mm-hmm. And it's all because when you've been locked at home and, and I, I use that word lock uh, loosely, mm-hmm. but in a sense, it's been a, a type of locking mm-hmm. where they've been at home over a period of time, not being able to engage with their peers, right. all of those things that matters. Mm-hmm. And it creates, uh, you know, kind of a mentality of captivity. Right. And when you let them out to play, it's like, okay, now it's, it's – and to tell a six-year-old you got to sit down mm-hmm. after they've been at home for five and six months mm-hmm. at a time without right. being able to see 
you know, their peers and looking at the teacher through a screen, mm-hmm. that's, been, that's, that's it's tough. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, children have uh, have been ha- have been coming out with these new diagnoses mm-hmm. of COVID depression, COVID anxiety, and it's been challenging for them. This COVID is something else. It, it is. Really is. And now we've had it for two years. Now we have new diagnosis coming out. And, you know, someone was telling me the other day, Patrice, don't talk about it because it's about to be over. But the effects are lingering. You know, the effects are lingering. Like you said, you have the COVID-15 and more. Some of us did more than 15. Some of us did 50 or right, more right, right, in right. weight. I understand. You know, um, <laughs> you know, with the diabetes. I understand. Yes, ma'am. You know, um, yes, ma'am. But that COVID depression, I really see that is is more dangerous than a regular depression because it's new. And so I'm trying to figure out. It's, it's, it's like this. We can't. We we. We can't leave out the deaths that we've had to experience over the last two years. Yes. Um, my pastor, um, who is Dr. Jonathan Elpak, always got to shout Hello. him out when I give him opportunity to uh, <laughs> share my pastor's name. Bridge Builders International Church, Hello. Arlington, Texas. This weekend is his pastoral anniversary. That's what I so we honor him. Is it birthday? Indeed, it's anniversary. Okay. Twenty-seven years in ministry, twenty-one years pastoring. So we've He's honored honored him. Um, but with this part of ensuring. Uh, one of the things that we've experienced over a period of time over the last two years are COVID deaths. And um, I, I can remember hearing pastors mm-hmm. who were going to funerals over a 90-day period, some going to 30 and 40 funerals. Right. Over time, that does something to your psyche mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you got to see that many people going into the, gr- in, in, you know, into the ground. And mm-hmm. at that time, we had to do uh, – we had to commit – inside of either a sanctuary or inside of the funeral home, or you had to do it virtually. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, that does something to a person's psychological, uh, psychological aspect, right. and they become numb to even death. Mm-hmm. That in itself is a problem. And those are the things that add to the weight of COVID anxiety and COVID right. depression, right. Right. Um, to easily fall into a slump of not wanting to leave the house. Um, even COVID fear, which adds into COVID anxiety. There were people that just didn't want to leave their house because they didn't want to get sick. I mean, we're looking at women and men that um, had pre-existing medical conditions who just did not want to leave the house because they were afraid to die. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a lot of pressure. And those are the things that we have to always make sure that we include. And we still have some people that are still living like that today. Mm -hmm. They hadn't had COVID in two years and they're still afraid. Very much so. Very much so that they're not trying to get acclimated. Um, Because I tell people it is a false sense of you thinking it's going to go back to the way it was. We are now living in a new era um, where this is going to be continual for a minute. Yes, ma'am. And you're right, uh, the deaths, because I remember in the beginning of COVID, um, Dr. Flack, in New York, it was um, a couple of bishops that I knew that hit hard. You wow. know, I had just was in conference with one. Right. Virtually. Wow. Talked to him. Yes, ma'am. He was supposed to be on my podcast. Then wow. the next thing I know, I get the email. Oh, wow. You know, so that in itself kind of threw me. But I thank God that I had people such as yourself and whatnot um, to reach out to people to talk. Because I think one problem that a lot of people have, they don't want to reach out. That's true. Um, you made a statement that really... I'm, I'm comfortable saying that 
I know that you and your wife are excellent pastors. So when you say that you have to have a good pastor, Bless you. I know you could say that because you are a good pastor. But a lot of people have gotten so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They just don't want to reach out. And since they're not reaching out, they're withdrawing more, which makes their mindset get in that dark space. And I tell a lot of people, don't go to Lodabar. Don't go there. Because a lot of times you won't have a David to come get you out. That's right. That's true. You and, see what I'm saying? And oftentimes when it comes to not wanting to ask for help over the last two years, that's been, I believe, one of the toughest things for other leaders to do is ask for help. Right. But not knowing how to navigate through COVID-19, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if you wasn't humble, it humbled several people. Mm-hmm. You had to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful we were one of the churches that while we had to close our doors for a little while due to COVID, mm-hmm. we were still able to survive COVID. Yeah. That in itself is a testimony because several churches shut down during this time frame for good. Like they're not opening back up at all. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a level of anxiety. Pastors that have had to preach to an empty room, to a camera, month after month after month, and now some of them are coming back to church uh, and still dealing with some of the same issues they were dealing with with individuals before the churches closed. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. And so all of those things, it adds the weight of a person's, uh, you know, mental capacity right. has a lot to do with, you know, I believe the healthiness of, of individuals, both in church and in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's some like I said, this uh, mental health topic is wide range. Yes, ma'am. And COVID has made it worse. It's made it worse, but I thank God, and, and I try to keep this podcast to a level where everybody feels comfortable. Yes, but ma'am. I have to every now put in there, I'm a firm believer of God. I believe everything I about him yes, and ma'am. about his people, which yes, you ma'am. two represent. And I'm I really believe... I'm grateful for that. Uh, <laughs> grateful for that. I love you too. I really do. I really <laughs> believe... just trying to make it in. They're right, baby. <laughs> And, and, and I'm trying to, trying to walk right behind you, okay? <laughs> Flag, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> Flag, ma'am. green, okay? Because I'm going to be right behind you with my little sign. Yes, ma'am. Um, Just trying to make it. But one it. thing I know that I've, as being a woman, and Lady E, I hope, can back me up, one thing I have really worked hard at as being a woman is to try to make sure women feel comfortable to come to each other because during covid we're not as close as we used to be. Um, I tell a lot of women, I don't compete with you because I have my, there's enough field, there's enough harvest, but we still need each other to be able to go through this COVID so you don't have mental Yes, ma'am. Yes, women, ma'am. we're emotional. I know I'm emotional. Men are I, too. But as far as Patrice, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I'm emotional. Ma'am. I There's understand. no gray area. I understand. It's either high or low. Right. Okay? And because I have a support group, I contribute that to keep during COVID because there have been some deep times because I'm a I'm I'm an affectionate person. I like to hug. I like to go to churches. I like to go to the the events. You know, I watched a couple of your broadcasts, and even though you made us comfortable on the broadcast, it's not the same as when I've been in y'all's presence. Yes, ma'am. And sometimes when you watch the broadcast, you have flashbacks of thinking how things were. But I thank God that we were able to connect 
if I needed something, I knew you would come to see about me. And I'm saying all that to say I think a lot of the listeners need to take upon themselves to reach out to pastors or um, professionals. Because Lady E is a professional. She She's is. in the education field she as well. She is, indeed. You know, and we have people that are strategically placed to keep us from going under mentally. Yes, ma'am. There's no reason why it's going to happen, but don't stay there. Yes, ma'am. You know, and I, you know, I'm quick to pop a pill, but I would prefer to have interaction like this conversation because you have enlightened me. I, I see why I think the way I am because I'm with my mom and my daddy. Yeah, well, that's, you know, you know right? that could be a part of it. It could be a part <laughs> that's of a part, it's all of it. Situations <laughs> and experiences also help us create this paradigm that we see through. Right. And that's why, you know, uh, I got to also just make sure we understand balance. The word of God is not just uh, to help us get to heaven, but the word of God is also to help us live. And when you even read the Bible from a from a from a distorted paradigm, mm -hmm. it's difficult to receive all that the word is telling us because you only read it from that from that space. That's why healing is important mm -hmm. and wholeness is important and mm -hmm. mental health is important. So that when I go back and read the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It right. says something totally different uh -huh. than before when I was in a in a place where I couldn't see the word the right way. Mm -hmm. And so even in that, it's important to have. A, a a healthy place, and you made mention of something. I I, I don't want to rush over that. You 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 made mention of the importance of reaching out and how you've seen a difference in COVID nineteen. And the two things I want to always say anytime I talk about COVID nineteen is number one, COVID nineteen it leveled the playing field. Right. And what I mean by that is it allowed individuals. Uh, such as myself, who have a church less than 500 members, mm -hmm. uh, to be to still allow us to share the word of the Lord in a way, uh, whereas churches that may have been three, five, and ten thousand members, it brought all of us to the same playing yes. field. Yes. So now our views and listeners mm -hmm. went up, while some others went down because mm -hmm. maybe we don't have all the smoke screens mm -hmm. and and the and the 30,000 square feet location, mm -hmm. but. Our word is pure. Mm -hmm. Our worship is pure. Mm -hmm. And so that allowed that. But in the same sense, it also allowed us to see where we could do more collaboration. And right. 2022 for us is the year of collaboration. So when it comes to reaching out and sharing and being a part and making sure we, we utilize the resources that we've connected with, I believe a large part of mental health has everything to do with us utilizing our villages. Right. So you have an amazing platform to share with the world and I believe that this is something that always has to be something that we are able to do and share mm -hmm. and utilize each other's gifts and skills mm -hmm. to help us get to where we've got to get to and right. I think that that's a large part of mental health and one of the things that uh, individuals struggle with is when you can't identify resources because you lack the ability to ask for help, mm -hmm. it then prevents the agenda of what needs to go forward mm -hmm. within the world itself. Right. So you have an answer. Yeah. But if your answer is never activated, then there's somebody in California that doesn't receive what you got. So that means that you have to always position yourself mm -hmm. to allow your answer to be, you know, to operate. And oftentimes we limit ourselves mm -hmm. from getting to where we've got to get to because we don't reach out. We don't talk. Right. We don't build relationships. Right, right. And that also speaks to our level of mental health.
Wow. I'm a loss for words. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, you're right. It did put us all on a level playing field. It leveled field the playing field. I'm like, there are yeah. certain church. There are certain churches the world never would have heard had it not been for COVID. Ooh. Well, I know uh, uh, Bishop Ron Flax. How about that? And <laughs> and we've developed our our presentation over the last two years because it didn't look like this before mm-hmm. COVID forced us. Mm-hmm to develop our presentation. It forced us to put the dynamics of ministry that we created. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, I can't take the credit. I had a pastor Mm -hmm. that helped us navigate through these muddy waters of COVID-19. And so we as a team and my spiritual brothers and sisters, we followed the instructions of our leader. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is the direction we're going. And so we started preaching specific series. And so series preaching helps the busy pastor. And so it helps us to navigate. So the ministry gets a full thought versus Mm -hmm. it. And again, it helps with mental health. So if I know all this month, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about Limitless, which is the new book that we just wrote. Yes. Right. Limitless helps us with mental health. It helps us with marriage. It helps us with ministry. It helps us with marketplace. It helps us with all of these aspects, right? Right. If I know that that's the focus, then my mind is geared to receive from that. Sometimes when we don't have a set structure, Mm -hmm. it feeds Mm -hmm. our inability to be structured versus it allowing us to be what, quote, unquote, some people would call creative. Right. Um, some people need more structure mm-hmm. than they do freedom. And hear my heart. Here, here, here is what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah. Freedom is always good for every person. Mm-hmm. But some people, they utilize freedom the wrong way. Their freedom actually becomes their inability to win in that area. Mm-hmm. So they have to have somebody to coach them to say, don't do that, don't do this, don't go that far, don't touch that, because that's going to lead to over here. Right. So in this time and in this hour, I believe, again, if you don't have a pastor and a therapist mm-hmm. and you've had trauma hit your life, I'm letting you know that there may be some things you're missing mm-hmm. Because your lens has not been corrected through care. And that means a lot when it comes to making sure. And again, if you're a person that you want to see manifestation, you want to see the greater things of life, you want to see all of these amazing things, and you're still hitting that glass menagerie, that that, that glass ceiling, mm-hmm. then oftentimes the 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 answer to that. It's having a pastor right. and having a therapist. And I, you know what I love about Facebook? My little people done emailed me. So I have a question okay. for you. Okay, good, good. What would you tell someone who is dealing with mental health issues, maybe from COVID, job loss, drugs, et cetera? Wow, okay. What would I say to them? I would first say to them that if you are able to recognize it, mm-hmm. and then the first thing I would say is I honor that you're able to say I got a problem. Right. That's the first thing. Yes, yes. Sometimes we don't give ourselves the credit that we need to give ourselves when we're on our journey mm-hmm. to getting to where we got to get to. Right. So the first thing I want to tell them is I'm, I'm grateful that you were able to identify that you got a problem. The second thing is, is now you've got to seek help. And seeking help is okay. Seeking help also requires you to be vulnerable. Right. 
That's the that's the touchy place that a lot of people don't want to be because vulnerability says I've got to expose myself. Now, right. I don't know I don't know if you've ever been to the doctor, but I've been to the doctor before, mm-hmm. and when I had to go to the doctor, uh, Lady E, uh, my doctor she didn't ask me no questions. She just said undress mm-hmm. because she has to do a physical, right? Yeah, because <clears throat> it was during that time I had right. to, I had to undress. Okay, undress. I got to undress. That's that's a level of vulnerability. Right. We go to the doctor, we'll undress. Right. Mm. We'll go to the bank because we got to talk about whatever the issues are, we'll undress. Right. It's only when it comes to these areas of our life, mm. we don't want to undress. Mm. And some of those things, we got to expose them to I'm talk like, about them. I'm like, Lady E, why? <laughs> well, the issue is, is I, I learned that my family told me a lie. Here, here, here's the lie my family told me. You look at me when you said that. My family told me a lie. Here's the lie that they told me. They right. told me that whatever goes on in our house stays in our house. Right. That's the lie they told me. That's nine million people on the planet. Because if I keep old chicken paper mm-hmm. in the trash can, if I keep old chicken paper in the trash can, right, and I keep it there long enough, right, it's gonna start stinking. Right. I gotta take it out. Mm-hmm. Even if it's in the trash can, mm-hmm. it's going to start smelling. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with the trauma that happens in our life. Mm-hmm. We've kept it in for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in our relationships with our loved ones, with mm-hmm. our children, in our business deals, our business ventures, on our jobs, in our leadership positions, the chicken paper is stinking. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that many of us have this is why we've got to be able to go and sit down and seek help. And you said something. I, I, I want to make sure that that I that I highlight your genius as well. <laughs> you said something. You said that prayer is good, but that's not the only answer. That's what I heard you say, at least. Yeah. And I, I wanna I wanna I wanna also add to that. There are certain things. Mm-hmm. Hear my heart. There are certain things that the church are is called to. Right. But then there are other things that a couch is called to. Right, right. It's a big difference. Right, right. I believe that deliverance is not a moment, it's a process. Right. right. So after I get up and snot and cry mm-hmm. from the altar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I then got to go and sit down on somebody's couch yes. and get the rest of it out. Right, right. Because this is the problem. I don't know about you, but I've been in church a long time. And uh, after I gave my life to Christ, I still went out and did some stuff I wasn't supposed to do, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoyed it because uh, sin is pleasurable is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm one of those real pastors. I'll never tell you a lie. Uh, the reality is, though, is that while they had good intentions, right. it was an incomplete process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to need to go and sit down on a, on, on a man's couch right? because I didn't realize that while after I had gotten married, that I would need to sit down on somebody's couch because I didn't realize that the issues I had as a child would come back up after I had gotten married. Mm. And now I'm a father that I had to deal with. Right. Because it's not her responsibility to deal with my insecurities. Mm. And oftentimes we make the person that we're with deal with our insecurities. Right. 
It's not her job to help me get through it. It's my responsibility. Once I identify that those are problems, now I've got to take some time and say, okay, these are the issues that I had. So I didn't realize that what God had allowed me to go through was actually going to be a key factor in my life to learning how to love my children the right way. Uh, give give you a story of my trauma. One of the things that I've dealt with and had to overcome in, in therapy was I can remember one night uh, that uh, I was standing in the hallway with, 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 with a butcher knife because I was going to kill my mom's husband at the time mm-hmm. because of the trauma and the abuse that he inflicted. Mm-hmm. And I was... I think 15 years old. And at that time, my mindset was like, I just, I had become numb to the fact. Mm-hmm. So I had already premeditated at 15. And in my mind, I knew in Rockingham County, I may, I may can get off as a child. Yeah. yeah. At 15, I'm thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that once I had gotten married, because when I married my wife, I was also blessed with three amazing children yeah. at the time. Yeah. So I, I don't have stepchildren. We have children. Yes, y'all do. Um, and they have a dad. Yeah. And so, and so, as it relates to that, I didn't realize that that moment and those situations would inflict how I was loving my son. Uh-huh. So I had to go and sit down on somebody's couch and get that out because I was afraid that I was now going to become the man I wanted to kill. Everybody in the room, see. <laughs> and 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 the reality is, if I hadn't sat down, right, the possibility right. could have existed. And as I sit here and look at you and things that I know about you and your wonderful wife, I can't fathom that. You see what I'm saying? I can't, but I under, I understand. I understand because I, I people think I play when I tell them I almost had the prison ministry last year. Listen, because <laughs> I was uh, listen. I tell people. And you correct me wrong if I'm wrong, Dr. Flack. I really believe that, um, what's that term? Crime of passion is a mental issue. Of course. Um, passion is, a, is something that can be related to a disorder. Of course. And I tell people in the church, a lot of times people think because certain people in the church, you expect them to do right, and they don't do right. And then when leadership, because, again, I explained to you how much I appreciate you and your wife when you came and talked to me when I first met you, but yes, this ma'am. time I had a situation y'all weren't around, you know, yes, so I ma'am. understand the bush and knife because I had already thought in my mind that I could do 20 years with no problem. I understand. I could uh, take my 401, put it in an interest bearing account, let it sit there for 20 years. So when I got out, You'd I be had straight. To, yeah. Because that was flashbacks because right. I knew how to handle how you hurt me. Right. Right. You being in the church and then your leadership didn't correct it. Yes, ma'am. So that's why I think a lot of times as we grow, we take certain things up in age. Right. Um, and so the thing I thank God I did have, well, I do have an uh, apostle that's a father, my spiritual father, mm-hmm. who called me. Wow. And then he got in the car and came down from Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. To see about me. Yes, ma'am. To talk to me. That was my couch. Because he took me to the crab place. We sat and he looked me in my face. And his wife looked at me like Lady E's looking at me and said, let it go. You know, and all that, it didn't go away, but I could deal with it. Because I had someone to hear me, hear the pain, realize that that was something that was deep-rooted that came back up 
because I had experienced that pain again from somebody I trusted only because I thought you had a position in the body of Christ. You see? So that's wow. why, I, you know, and that's why when I'm sitting here listening to you say that we need to, you know, you have to have a leader. You know, um, I would say you have to have a good leader. You got to have a good one. Because a lot of people have leaders. You got to have a healthy leader. Yeah. And someone who will leader. correct the aching that's in their camps. Yes, ma'am. You know, because a lot of people let stuff go, especially during COVID. They've let right. so much go. I, I'm, I'm even going to say, and I hope I don't offend anybody that's listening. I, I don't I don't have just a leader, but I have a leader who has a leader. It makes a difference. It does. It makes a big difference. Oh, my goodness. When you have a leader that's submitted to another leader, mm-hmm. then that means that there is accountability from the top and the bottom. Right. So, again, as it relates to, and it was one thing, he was, he was, um, actually talking before I came in and I was listening in one of the things he made mention of is that you you talked about correction but correction literally means a cutting and so when there's a cutting uh the responsibility of the person that's doing the cutting also is a person that's supposed to show love show affection but then also pour out their heart and sometimes in those moments that adds to the unstableness of mental health from church perspectives when we cut but don't love. Ooh. He says, Bible says, that he, he chastises those whom he loves. Right. So the reality is if you have not created a foundation of love, then it's difficult to accept the cutting. Mm. And at the end of the day, we have individuals. And again, I believe in hurt. I believe that, that, and hear, again, hear my heart. I believe in hurt. I believe that the, that, the, that, the, that the essentialness of the church is healthy. I believe there have been several bad representatives of the church mm. that have added to negative trauma and mental health that has happened to individuals across the world mm-hmm. in various aspects of the church as a whole from uh, and I, I don't want to name denominations, but denominations who struggled with, uh, you know, issues with children right. and all of these other things. So much trauma has happened over a period of time. I, I, I just want to say to the aspect of is that there are still good leaders yes. out. There are still good therapists out. Right. And it's impossible to love him and not love his bride. And and again, this is all mental health mm-hmm. because it's a package between the two. And while you may be spiritual, you can't love Flack and not love his wife. Right. And that's that's the that's again the issue that I believe oftentimes brings about the imbalance of understanding the totality of who we are supposed to be in our lives mm-hmm. is that there's this imbalance of what we say love is supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. love is patient and it's kind. Right. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. Right. It's not puffed up. Mm-hmm. But it also keeps no record of wrongdoing. Right. That's the part we skip over. All the time. All the time. <laughs> As you look at me all the time. I, listen, it's my broadcast. So, I can be honest. So in our <laughs> mental health, we always want to remind someone what they did wrong, but yet we say we love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought love keeps no record of wrongdoing. 
I did. I kept a record, Bishop. I'm going to be honest. Listen, many of us have kept records. <laughs> but when we come into the knowledge of being able to say, if I want to be forgiven, then I got to forgive. Because yes, yes. that then also deals with our mental health. Because yeah. if, yeah. if I can forgive and move on, yeah. I don't have to carry that Ooh, weight anymore. That was the best thing that has happened to me. Yeah. You hear me? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. I understand. But listen, I understand. We, I don't want to run out of time. Sure. I want sure. you to tell people one real quickly about your book okay. and how they can contact you to get the book because I'm excited about getting mine. Of course. Um, in fact, on the pod, on the broadcast of Dash, Dash Assault, I think I'm going to get a couple so I can give them away because I'm excited. I love sure thing. That, sure thing. I, I know a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I know a, um, Nobel Peace Prize author now. Oh wow! Well, you know we're <laughs> yeah. we're praying that it is a blessing to individuals across the country. Our book is entitled "Limitless." Limitless was released in the month of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it encompasses five chapters, sixty one pages, very easy read, and literally it assists every reader to break barriers that were once uh, existing in their life. Mm -hmm. So we start with devotion, and then we go from devotion to development, from development to discernment to distinction, and then at that last part, it's discipline. And Mm -hmm. so being able to hit these areas in a person's life, and distinction is one that deals with how we see certain things. And so it deals with our paradigm and how we perceive, because if I've been hurt, then I see life differently than a person person that has not been hurt and mm-hmm. so while it may give me an edge to discern hurt the question then becomes is everybody in the room after me so now we it breaks off this mentality that some people think every person in their life is after them what is their motive what do you want from me mm-hmm. that always reveals that there is a, still a level of unhealed Uh, in in that person's life. And so I believe this book is a book that helps a person quickly identify some things in their life to help them break limits off of their life. And they can get the book through. The book can be uh, purchased, uh, the ebook through Amazon. You can always go to my my website, Dr. Ron Flack Jr., uh, dot com again, Dr. Ron Flack Jr. dot com, and they can always go there and purchase. Um, my social media handles is Ron Flack Jr. Right. They can always inbox us. We would love to sign a copy and send it out. Okay, and one shout out. I love the. You're still doing church online. We still. are. So go ahead. And We're in out. person and online, okay. um, and we are at Victorious Praise here in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, we have both. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We would love to have you be a part, both in person or virtually. Amen. Amen. Now, one question before I let you go. Was it a bunch of people that wrote the book with you or just you and Lady E? No, I wrote the book by myself. I had a few endorsers. Okay. So my endorsements range from um, CCOs of the Family Therapy Mm -hmm. uh, Organization in Charlotte Mm -hmm. uh, to um, the one of the adjunct uh, professors at A&T State University. So we we have about six or seven endorsers that endorsed our book. So. 
Awesome. Honored to have them. I, lo- I love endorsements. Yes, ma'am. Endorsements. Yes, ma'am. You're in there. You're Listen, in there, well, bro. you know, <laughs> we had to we had to make sure we start with some receipts. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. We would like to have Lady E have some words since this is I'm that chick and she's an honor honorary person. We would like to have you have some words real quick with us, Lady E. Well, I do want to say thank you, um, Sister Patrice, or mm-hmm. Lady Patrice, or Dr. Patrice, oh, or honey, call, come on, come I do on. want to thank you for Bishop allowing Bates. us to be a part of of this uh, podcast. Yes. Um, you know, um, Bishop is um, very um, profound in knowing about mental health, and I always yes. love to hear him talk about it, yes. um, even when he's not in the church world, just in the circular circular world. Mm-hmm. I travel with him a lot. Thank right. you. But anyway, um, just hearing him talk about it, I, I'm so proud and to know the knowledge that he has. Right. Um, he is one major um, man when it comes to the mental health or he when is. it comes to opioid treatment, period. Uh-huh. Um, he's very good at that as well. But um, I just want to thank you for allowing us this time and just hearing you today, even you, uh, speak today and, and answer the questions that you have. I know today you had some sort of healing um, just sitting in this part of the room. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm grateful. Thank you for coming. Like I said before, thank you for sharing him with us. I know every time I see you, when I saw y'all at work one day, remember I ran downstairs and I was like, hey, Bishop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I stopped what I was doing and yeah. came down because whenever I see the two of you, you encourage. Wow. My heart wow. and wow. my spirit, um, because you have shared some of the connection yeah. when you've talked, yeah. you know, um, and when I see you together, it's just encouraging to know that if I just wait. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You just wait. You know, and then he said something that was so wonderful about the children. Yeah. You know, I hope someone heard it in the message mm-hmm. that he said, when I got married, I married with children. Mm-hmm. You know, three, mm-hmm. and a lot of times mm-hmm. women um, feel that no one after mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. no one. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he, he, you see, and that's why I said they got yes, a daddy. Yeah. They got a daddy yeah. because I love my daddy. Yeah. And to hear you talk, my daddy, even though I'm the rebellious one, he talks about me like you do your children. Mm-hmm. Yes, you ma'am. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, so you, you, you encourage all of us, Lady E. Every time Thank I see you. you, you know, when I saw you at a Briggs uh, anniversary yeah. in the little hotel room, y'all walked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the job and then at the church and whenever I see you two together. Yeah. Of course. And I think that's so cute because he, he never looks like he's tired of being around no, you. No, that's my girl. See what no, I'm saying? We had we lunch together. We, <laughs> ate, we was eating wings last night, just just chopping chilling. it up, See what just I'm chilling. And so that's encouraging because we all <clears throat> want that, mm-hmm. someone to giggle with, someone to trust, and more than that, someone to love and someone to continue to help grow and make mm-hmm. a better place because like we talked about when you first came in about the harvest. Y'all's harvest is so wide because she has her flow, you have your flow, but together it makes an ocean, you know, and that's in itself goes out. Mm -hmm. You know, not too many marriages I can really say, well, I mean, I know a couple of marriages, but I enjoy yours. I enjoy yours. Well, we appreciate it. So don't send me no messages. I do. I love their marriage. I don't really care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's my podcast. I can say whatever. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you coming. Um, 
I will say bishop now because you of are course. a bishop. I was trying no, to keep it no problem. Keep it business, but I appreciate you coming and spending time, um, especially with your leaders' anniversary going on. I know that you had to leave and come here, so I appreciate you being able to come here and empower us. And like she said, I did feel healing because I'm sitting here like. <laughs> Wow. You know, you just have that light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I received it, the listener's going to receive it. Yes. So we appreciate you. We thank you for the book. We thank you for the opportunity for you. And I hope you come back. Of course. Come back. We're going to have a Lady E because I know Lady E's a teacher. Of course. So I need her to come and talk to the parents about helping of, their children of course. with COVID. That's her vein. So they can she catch can up it. from being at the house. Yes, ma'am. That's you know? her vein. So, so we're going to have yes. to do that. So we're going to have to Indeed. do that. But as always, we have enjoyed having our guests here on I'm That Chick. Remember to go to the different media um, platforms to listen to this podcast. Again, get in touch with Dr. Bishop Ron E. Flag. He is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, yes. Twitter. Um, if you have trouble getting in touch with him, please email me, contact me, and I will be more than happy to forward you to him and his awesome wife. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, March 8th, Bishop again will be with me on a dash of salt talking about prayer. So we're looking forward to that on March 8th. But as always, remember, we here at, at I'm That Chick, we are excited about our guests, and we welcome anyone who would like to contact us for any type of sponsorship. We're looking for sponsors to help us to put this information out. If you enjoyed this podcast, get in touch with me. Again, my name is Patrice Craig Green, and we are ending this podcast of I'm That Chick. And don't forget to like, follow, and share. Remember, you owe it to yourself to become everything you never dreamed of being. Remember, I'm that chick with Elder Patrice Craig Green. This is Dr. Ron Flack Jr. And if there is anyone that is struggling with mental health disorder or mental health illness, they can always reach out to me privately at 336-587-2931. Again, 336-587-2931. If there is a direct need of services for crisis purposes, you can always reach out to the Mental Health uh, Greensboro here in the city of Greensboro at 336-373-1402. Again, Again, if you are in active crisis and you are needing to speak with someone immediately, you can reach out to the Mental Health Greensboro Clinic here in the city of Greensboro at 336-373-1402.